You're listening to episode 70 of Daughters on Fire with Robin Arab and Melissa Burton. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about bills and donations. But I promise you, it's a little bit more fun than it sounds in this little teaser. So we're going to talk about the ups and downs that come with helping navigate the bills and maybe even setting some boundaries or overseeing things that can get a little bit complicated as you go on your caregiving journey. The bills, this actually might be the point of entry when it comes to caregiving, because as they become more and more of a headache, your loved one might be ready to actually ask for some help. So stay tuned as we navigate bills and donations in the caregiving journey. Are you stressed, burned out, and looking for answers as you care for an aging parent? If you are, this podcast is for you. Here you will receive actionable advice from seasoned professionals, validation and compassion for the incredibly tough job you are doing, and most importantly, supportive love from a community of like-minded warriors. You're not alone. Join this powerful community as we support you on your complicated journey and help you transform into an empowered and calmer caregiver. All right, welcome back. Robin, what do we have in store today? Tell us what brilliance you're going to educate us with. (laughs) Well, I want to talk about, we often talk about how to advocate for your loved one's health care and who to talk to and what to do. But I want to switch gears a little bit and let's talk a little bit about finances and when it's time to jump in, when it's time to take over, but really when it's time to be concerned. And and things, little tips to do along the way. So let's get started with that. Awesome. I love that. And you know what uh, I, I was thinking about this is this is like the best place to jump in because, you know, after a medical crisis, your loved one gets better. And then all of a sudden the onslaught of bills start coming in. Right. And even, even me, And, you know, I would say in the prime of my life, I'd like to think, um, even (laughs) if I started getting, you know, 10, 15 different bills coming in, it would feel very overwhelming. And I would be, I think at that point, open to any help I could get. Like if somebody wanted to sit down with me and sort through those bills, I think I would be more open to that than anything else, right? So I guess the reason why I bring that up is if you have somebody who has just had a medical crisis, and now they're, they're, they're doing better, and they're dealing with the aftermath of the bills, it may be the best time, they may be the most open to being like, yeah, I can use a little help, I can sit down with somebody and, and start sorting through this, whereas they may have been a little hesitant, no, I'm independent, I'm doing just fine, I don't need help, this may be the opening where your help would be greatly appreciated instead of resented. Right. That foot in the door. And, you know, when we, you're talking about a medical crisis and you think about all those bills that come in and, and now you're dealing with Medicare, maybe Medicaid, Medicare Advantage, Medicare Plus, Medicare Supplements, all these insurances down the line, maybe veterans benefits. And you're not really sure who's paying for what. So yeah, and, often, and Robin, I have to say, have you seen those EOBs? What are they? Explanation uh, of benefits. Those are confusing. They are. And even though they say at the top, this, this is, not, is a not a bill, bill, you still freak out when you mm-hmm. see the amount. 
So I find that families either one, pay everything and don't check it because they don't want to be holding to anybody or they just don't pay it. Mm -hmm. This is too confusing. I'm going to put it aside. I'm not going to pay it. And now if you don't have financial power of attorney, you can't speak for your loved one. They won't. I had a bill from my daughter who at the time was 19. We were paying for it. She was still under our insurance. We were responsible for it. But because she was over 18, they wouldn't talk to me. Mm. And all I wanted to do was pay the bill. And the lady said, no, I have to talk to her. And my thought was, which I didn't say at the time, well, good Good luck. luck. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and and that's the same thing with your parents that if they have dementia or they're not following their bills, good luck then. You know, if Mm -hmm. you're not going to let me talk to you about it, sorry. Mm -hmm. So those are the things I've seen families go under because of these Mm -hmm. medical bills that they don't understand them. And I've seen them, honest to goodness, I have seen them piled up on their tables, their desk, whatever, because they just don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And, and as you said, Melissa, sometimes it's hard for us to go through it. Mm-hmm. So it really does take somebody just to go piece by piece. And then, then if you can't get an answer, you sit on the phone mm-hmm. for hours and mm-hmm. hours and hours to be told if you're not power of attorney, sorry about your luck. I can't talk to you. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So, so this is, this is one of those things where you really do need what we talk about and preach all the time, kind of a team sitting down and helping you people that have the, 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 the time, the patience and the understanding organizational skills to be able to. So if you're the daughter, like Robin, if you are Robin and you have all of those amazing skills, this is going to be where you are ready to jump in and you should be jumping in right now. Absolutely. We have um, at one of the churches that I work for, they will even bring in church members. So some people Mm. will say, well, I don't have anybody or, you know, maybe it's a care manager to look over it. And especially those long-term care insurance policies and things like that, somebody else to put eyes on it. But I know that we have folks that are educated financially and they're willing to help. So reach out to anybody that can come and and sort of explain those things to you as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is the, the medical end of it, which can get really complicated and confusing really quick. So what are some other financial areas that people need to be aware of of what's going on with their loved one that they're caring for? Well, I think it's just your regular bills. And I remember my mom saying, that's fine. Take care of that. I don't want to deal with it. Just like you were saying, tired of it. Don't want to figure it out. Every now and again, she would ask me, do I have enough money? And I would assure her that she did and we'd move on. But one thing I felt was really interesting when we moved her from her home into a facility, I was canceling all the utilities. So your cable, your gas, electric, and I called the phone company. Well, the phone number was still in my dad's name who had passed in 1990. Now they kept it that way. My mom wanted to keep it that way because they still had the phone books they were using and everything. It looked like a man was living there. Right. Yep. So I find out, oh, this is illegal. You've got to send me this paper, this paper, this paper, because he's deceased and you've been doing this illegal activity for 20 years or however long it was. Oh my gosh. Ridiculous. You know, now if that's not enough to scare somebody who doesn't really understand what's going on, Right. I don't know what is. Now they're thinking the police are going to come cuff them and right. haul them off. 
Right. So it's just little simple, silly things that had she never moved, nobody would have ever known it. You know, we would have just canceled it at end of life and moved on. Mm -hmm. So you have those daily bills. But the one thing, this is my story. I went in, my mom had a drawer and I may have talked about this before, but she had a drawer in her bedroom that had her checkbook, all of her bills. She had them lined up. She knew how to pay them, this and that. And there's still, I have it. I kept it. It's a little plaid purse that had different things in it. Anyhow, it would get to be a mess after a while. So one time on a visit, I pulled the drawer out. I went through it. There were tons. I bet there was 50, a stack of 50 donation cards Mm. to the Heart, Red Cross, Humane Society, Alzheimer's Association, everything. And she kept them. Now she did not pay them. And she would say, oh, I'm going to send them a check. Mm -hmm. So what I did stupidly is I gathered those up and threw them in her trash can instead of carrying them off. Uh, Did she get them out? Got them all out. Put them all back. My sister said, I thought you cleaned out that drawer. I said, I did. And she said, well, it's all back in there. She put every bit of it back in. So luckily mom didn't send those. They're all back in there. And there's a faint smell of fish. (laughs) (laughs) Dig that out of the trash can. So um, it is scary. My mom never paid those, but there's lots of people who do. And they can run their bank down to zero, giving this person a donation, that person a donation. And for another time, we don't even want to get into the scams of the people that call and such. But you've got to really be mindful of little things you don't even think. Things that when they come to your house, my guess is because I do, I toss them. Mm -hmm. Don't even open them. Don't look at it. Toss it. It's junk mail. Move on. Part of that maybe is the loneliness. Mm-hmm. that oh look this is you know how we used to r- rush home to get the mail because that was the only way you had communication mm-hmm. look this is something for me to open and look at mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's absolutely robin i have the funny couple stories for you about that one i do think it's a shame that once you donate to a charitable organization they inundate you with with those you know campaign drives and stuff which i get it they need to raise money but like you said, for somebody who gets easily overwhelmed, it, it, it's, it, it just is a little too much. But what's funny, well, the other day I got one from the Humane Society. We get a lot. And it was this, this little card and it's this dog, this cute little dog looking up with like these big eyes. And it says on there, we miss you. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, just pull at my heartstrings, you know? Absolutely. But what was really funny is that my husband brought in one day from the mail um this this sheet it was an it was an advertisement but it looks like one of those where somebody hand wrote something like oh yes yes and so he brought it in instead of just recycling it and i said what's this he goes oh well it it was somebody hand wrote a note like I'm like no it's it's just printed like that it's it's not like a personalized note you know and I don't think he even read it to realize it was an ad he just thought like so someone put a note in our mailbox and so I thought it was more it was more important and I have seen even those with they'll put a sticky note Mm -hmm. inside and say hey Melissa so you really think it's if you're not us yeah yeah Paul, it, it's it's a running joke now that 
that I'm like, oh, you got some personal mail, Paul. Here you go. This one's for you. <laughs> I yeah. Anyway, it, it is. They they know how to get us to look at their information, their right. ads, their solicitation, and um, and we can laugh at it, but it still affects us. I mean, I still right. like looked at that little dog that said he missed me and he needs me <laughs> to send him money so he can find a forever home. And Paul was still, you know, thought that it was a personalized note. So we are not as susceptible, but we are right. Right. Absolutely. I mean, as you said, they know what they're doing. They go to school for this. They study the algorithms. They do everything. They know how to play us. Mm-hmm. And if you're not capable of stepping around that, it could be a, a snowball effect, mm-hmm. a huge downfall for your parents, your family. So really be mindful, check in to see what they're doing. And as Melissa said, this is a great time to step in. It's a great time to take over if, if there's been a crisis or even play it off as, hey, mom, you know, let me take this off your plate for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And let me help you out. I know you're tired, tired of paying bills. You've paid bills for 60, 70 years. Let me help. Mm-hmm. Approach it that way. But that also gets your foot in the door. You get to see what's going in and going out. And you know, you have access to what's going on. And I think one, just one last thought for me is that I had access to my mother's bank account online. And I was her financial power of attorney. And I would just check it every day. You get online, it takes two seconds, check it, you see. And that's how I found out that somebody had stolen her checks and written a $200 check. Mm. And I had the police at her house before I think the the guy even spent the money Mm. because I was paying attention to it. Mm. And I know people think I'm busy, I'm this, I'm that, but it's just, you've got to do it. It's just part of what you have to do. Yeah. And, and here's another thought, and this might be a little controversial. It's those charitable contributions. I know, you know, if your, your parents have been donating, it's a part of who they are, their purpose and what they want to give back. I think it's wonderful, but at some point in time, they may not realize that it's hurting them financially and that they may not be able to afford it as much as they thought they could. So that's another thing is to, to be mindful of what, what are their expenses? What is on the horizon for them? If their health is deteriorating, do they need to, do you with them need to evaluate what they are contributing to that they don't have to, that maybe, cause I mean, the fact of the matter is, is they may become a charity case if they're not careful <laughs> with how they're spending their money. And so I don't think that they look at it like that because their whole life, you know, they've probably done really well and they've been able to give back and they, that's something that's very important to them, but it does become one of those where, yeah, their expenses may be rising or rising on the horizon. If you followed that, um, and, and, and that may be something that the caregiver may be more mindful of than they are. Right. And just, I said, I had one last thought and now I have another last thought. If they're in, in still in their own homes and the roof needs to be repaired or, uh, the furnace or things like that, 
you can tell where I'm from. We have furnaces, but um, my mom would make those deals. Now she had the money and she would pay it off. But you think about, is it a conversation of, do we really need to replace the roof now? Maybe, maybe we wait. Mm-hmm. Maybe you, there is a plan moving along to either sell the house or do something. So it's those discussions as well that you can find out if they've talked to somebody, if they've gotten bids and it's just the whole gamut of mm-hmm. what's going on. And, and, and again, it, it does feel sometimes intrusive, but I am finding that a lot of older folks are just tired of it and mm-hmm. it's all computerized now mm-hmm. and that scares them. And so they seem much more amenable to allowing somebody to step in. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So one more step down that journey, build your team, get build your finances your in order yep. and go, go, go. All right. See you <laughs> next time. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and ask that you subscribe to this podcast. If you find this podcast helpful, please leave a review so we can reach more women like you. You are not alone on your journey and the fire tribe is here to support you. Check us out at DaughtersOnFire.com and our Facebook group for more support and resources. Until next time, remember, you are the fire that fuels the engine of life.